HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. It's Michael Harlan Turkel, your host for the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'd like to thank my sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Um, proud to support the independent farms and small businesses in our communities. Here's what's, fr- here's what's fresh in their produce departments this week. Note availability is subject to change from New York. Yellow plums, sugar plums, red onions, sour cherries from New Jersey. Peaches, green peppers, eggplant, cucumbers, leeks, shiitake mushrooms, spinach, arugula, red and green leaf lettuce, radishes, green and yellow squash, mint, sunflowers, and orchids. From Connecticut, currant juice, and assorted sprouts. That sounds delicious. That's a lot of beautiful local things at your Whole Foods Market, so stop by and uh, taste the bounty today. Today, I'd like to introduce the Shays, David and Laura, owners, chefs, front of the house, everything at Applewood in Park Slope. That's applewoodny.com, right? That's it. Cool. Plug in you. You, you, can, you can you know tell us as much information as you want, and we'll put it right there on the site. It's on the corner of 7th Avenue, 11th Street. Uh, what's the exact address? It's uh, 501 11th Street. You say that a lot, don't you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, David and Laura had a really profound effect on me. I think it was literally like a couple weeks into moving in Brooklyn. Fresh out of art school, got my BFA in photography, still wanted to cook, had kind of cooked my way through school, that they were nice enough to let me in the kitchen for a quick little stage. And David says to me, man, why are you cooking if you can photograph? <laughs> like, what, what are you doing here? You got your BFA. You could be doing something much better. And I now may, you do. Yeah, I may have been a horrible <laughs> cook too, but he's not going to necessarily grade me on that today. But... I haven't had to go back to cooking, not that that's a bad thing, but 
my photography career oddly started enough at Applewood. Not just because of that, but the first back of the house I shot for Edible Brooklyn was Applewood. And I think that I was in like two thousand. That was in like two thousand five. Yeah. It so, had yeah, and I lived around the corner, so I've known you for quite some time. So it's I didn't a, it, realize we were your first. Oh yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it's about time that you guys are on the show. Thank you for being here. Um, I just want to read you a little excerpt from Applewood's website. Um, they say that we use only sustainably fish, seafood, hormone, and antibiotic-free meats and poultry, and all our beef comes from grass finish humanely treated animals we purchase from small local farmers almost exclusively. Now, that's a mantra for a lot of restaurants these days, the whole local sustainable slant. But what's even more interesting about Applewood and the Shays is that it's a family restaurant. And I don't mean family-themed like there's a ball pit, you know, and a, <laughs> a giant mouse uh, dressed up to entertain the children, but family in that they've actually raised and weaned a family within the confines of the restaurant, um, you know, within the walls, ideologically. Um, their daughters, Sophie and Tatum, uh, grew up in the restaurant, literally grew up in the restaurant. There's a back room um, that was converted for them to actually spend time after school. Uh, there, there was a cot there too, right? There was oh, a yeah. futon, yeah. a queen-size yeah. futon. A bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was literally a home away from home for people that only lived, what, a block away from mm -hmm. the restaurant. Yep. But those walls were, you know, that, like I said, that home away from home. Um, and when I say ideologically, uh, they were telling me a little bit before that Sophie has turned into a little bit of a food snob. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but that they're in line with uh, similar ideals and understandings about food that you are. And I just want to thank you for championing that because I think that's an extraordinary thing. Um, but want to kind of talk about how it all started six years ago. Um, Sophie was, what, about three? Tatum yeah. was... Yeah. Not not Tate, yet with us, yeah. really. Yeah, not Tatum with was born three weeks after we opened Applewood. Yeah. Uh, um, how was it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean if, <laughs> if you told me, that if you if you laid out the way we opened Applewood now in front of me and said, is this a good idea? <laughs> no. Uh, no, this is not a good idea. Are you crazy? I mean, I remember we were in the basement um, folding laundry three weeks after Applewood had opened. And uh, Frantically, Laura, right? Laura in, informed me that this was, in fact, uh, the, the new child was on the way. Yeah. I mean, it's midnight <laughs> on a Thursday night. Uh, I'm trying to finish up after work, and um, and we're about to have a baby. It was, yeah, but labor had to wait. There was stuff to do. There was stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Wait, do you mean labor of folding the napkins <laughs> or labor? So no, that couldn't wait. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was a it was a terrible idea. It wasn't an idea. It wasn't the plan. It wasn't you know. It was the way it happened. We found a space. We knew that we wanted to open a place. We knew the the kind of place we wanted to open. We'd looked at some spaces, found the one that conveniently was two blocks from where yeah. we live, but also just aesthetically was perfect and the price was right and we had worked it all out and I happened to then have gotten pregnant and, <laughs> you know, as serendipity would have it. Yeah. Um, I got bigger as the place got painted and, you know, and I had neighbors coming by. I'd be standing on a ladder, 85 months pregnant, hanging a sign or <laughs> yeah. something. And people were just like, I 
disapprove yeah. you know of everything you're, you're doing like, the food's delicious here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can you tell Just you this wait. is not You'll a pregnancy see. yeah I'm not pregnant I'm humongously <laughs> yeah. fat yeah. but it was great I mean it is it is the our family and it is what we do and and um, no matter how many people may or may not have said this is not the way to do it or you shouldn't be polyurethaneing that while you're pregnant or all of these sorts of things uh, Tatum's fine yeah, <laughs> and, and as much as we can tell, and um, <laughs> and the restaurant is is really it is born of that. It is um, a great deal of work, as any restaurant is, obviously, and for everybody that's involved, and a lot of sacrifice and a lot of commitment. Um, but you know, to have Tatum in a hundred degree kitchen as a three month old baby sitting there in a bouncy chair, smiling and being one happy, of my fondest memories, uh, yeah. is a pretty fantastic experience and a pretty fantastic memory. Um, and certainly not anything that I could have compared it to as a cook in my career prior. Um, there had never been a baby in any kitchen yeah. I worked in, certainly. Yeah, it's considered dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's an extra set of hands. They can do, like, the little work. So. Tiny little it's fingers. like munitions yeah. during the war, yeah. you know. But, I mean, that was one of the fondest moments I had of being in your kitchen initially, seeing Tatum literally there on the counter in a bouncy chair <laughs> while people are doing prep work and rocking her. And it's not like she was just there because there was room, but people cared that she was there, and we're looking to foster her as well because... The, the greater part of your restaurant, the, the kitchen staff, the front of the house staff is also family, um, as it should be in every restaurant. And this is me wagging my finger at people that don't. <laughs> He's literally <laughs> wagging his yeah, finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Verify. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that people are working there because they not only want to work with you, uh, work with your food, but work within this family unit. Um, yeah. Some of your employees have been with you for God From knows the beginning. How long. Yeah. Yeah. Pedro. the lone holdout. Yeah. But, I mean, recently, really recently, um, a couple of people ha- left after being there for th- close yeah. to four years. This is a shout out to Guillermo. Yeah. 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 PJ. All the way up in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Freddie. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, but people, people do stay longer than in other restaurants that I've certainly been a part of. Um, so I think a good place to work, you know, and oh, we yeah. have a great client base too yeah you know and that's when you have a product like our product it it makes it easier to be a server certainly yeah and when the menu changes every day it's easier to be a cook everything stays interesting you can vouch for your product it's well let's let's talk a little about your product because what i find so lovely too are the meet the farmers dinners which is justly extending your family network because these aren't people that you just use as purveyors producers etc these are people you invite into your second home your restaurant um to show what they can do for you what they you know bring to the table to the plate but that you know likewise yeah yeah completely i mean several of them have actually become like Friends yeah. who we vacation with. You oh, know as, what I mean, like such as who? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean, Sean, Sean Whalen. Yeah, Sean Whalen from Poor Farm. We in adopted Chester, him Vermont. a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. And um, what and does he supply for you? Sean is um, organic produce. Um, he makes hard cider. Yeah. He. Um, there's some unmentionables, but the other things we can talk <laughs> about are. Um, Pork and lamb. And lamb and pork, yeah, exactly. He brings eggs. Um, he has friends who, who we also know, Oliver and Lucy, mm-hmm. that work at a dairy up there. Um, 
We get a lot of amazing milk from them. Um, We've gone and stayed at Ridge's place. Ridge and of Hardwood Ridge is an extraordinary person. I, I don't know that Apple would be what it is without Ridge. Yeah, let, no. let's talk a little more about him because I actually came to his uh, Meet the Farmers. And dinner. we're doing yeah. another one with him oh, on August 3rd. August 3rd. Yeah. Get your tickets now if they're not sold out. <laughs> there you go. We have a few <clears throat> spots left, but not a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, his, his beef, I mean, he was one of the first to champion grass-fed, grass-finished beef in the country. He's still one of the only yeah. true grass-finished beef proponents. I mean, he takes it to the level of DNA, though, because oh, yeah. he's a... Well, yeah, I mean, they, that, it, I think to us at Applewood, I mean, beef is sort of the cornerstone of a lot of what we base our philosophy on in that... There are a lot of really high-name, high-profile chefs out there that are on the local sustainable... Um, I don't bandwagon. want to say bandwagon, but I guess you have to. And and but are not buying. But they still beef. use beef that's eaten grain. And, yeah. And um, to Laura and, I, and myself, it's it's. I just don't get it. We don't get that disconnect where um, this beef is. People, I've had arguments with people. Well, you don't. You can't eat grass finished, grass fed <laughs> beef. It doesn't taste good. And I defy anyone yeah. to try Ridge's product. I'm on that bandwagon, defying <laughs> anybody. I've taken yeah, this stuff. Yeah, I mean, we don't amazing. serve anything yeah. else. Uh, but it is because he's been doing this for 15 years. He's been working at it. They have it down to breeding and genetics and all of this. And can I just say, it's not about the fat content and the marbling. It's yeah. about the humanity. You can't feed a cow grain. And all the, th- all the stuff comes after, too. I mean, because there is the fat content in marbling. I, I'm marbling. There's like, all of that, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, where we're coming from is the position of a cow is a ruminant and yeah. can't digest grain. And so you give a cow grain, the cow becomes ill. Yeah. It necessitates right. the use of antibiotics, but not if you do it at the very end. Yeah, You can exactly. hurt the cow for a little bit at the end for the sake of more <laughs> yeah, A window of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. conscious decision to, to make an, an animal sick yeah. doesn't work for us. And his, he is a Hopewell Repro, right? Hopewell Reproduction. Bakewell. Is. Bakewell. It's Bakewell Repro, yeah. but it's Hardwick Beef. Yeah, so there's a lot of interesting information on Bakewell Tons. about you know those processes and yeah. what happens with grain and versus grass. So. And if you even just go to thehardwickbeef.com, there's a link to Bakewell. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you can see all of that as well. Oh, we have a question from Priscilla and Chetta, and she'd like to... It's know- Boots. It's my friend Boots. <laughs> when are you opening up uh, Applewood in Seattle? <laughs> oh, you know what? I will be right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had people ask us, well, you know, when are you coming to um, the Upper West Side? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no. We can't manage to get out of park. I'd have to get yeah. pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to recreate the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's so fantastic about the idea of family, that you're not, you know, overstretching your means or bounds or spreading yourself too thin. I mean... You're there. You're part, a fixture of the community now. But, you know, they, they see how a family has grown within a restaurant and how it supports other families outside of that restaurant. And, um, and how you fi- we're supported yeah. by a family. You know, the, you think of the community as a family and, you know, faces and people that come all the time to Applewood. Yeah. It's, um, because speaking of expanding, like, is that a hard thing to even consider? You yes. know, having a Seattle restaurant <laughs> or having, is it Brooklyn for life? Is it? I think no. I mean, for us, it's just that Applewood is what it is, and I think I think we both agree that in its success is so much about that family, um, myself and Laura, but everybody else too. And it is this place that I think is pretty special, and 
But even it, we've talked uh, about it being more, it's become sort of more of a, of a philosophy. Like it could exist anywhere if, if our rent, if, you know, if we couldn't afford our rent yeah. anymore. I think we would continue doing what we're doing. But I guess our goal would be to uh, reach more people. Because we would like the Meet the Farmer dinners, which yeah. are great. And I mean, you know, so you've got an evening dedicated to one farmer, this tasting menu built all around one person's things. And then you get to meet this farmer who gets to talk about things that maybe you don't know about. Maybe you're preaching to the choir, whatever it is. But you have these nights where I look around and I think, what if we could fit 200 people in here yeah. instead of 45, you know? And so the idea of maybe taking it out and where we could grow our own things, too, would be really yeah. But that, that that would be the best next thing for yeah. us. But that, I mean, that's almost thinking of it like extended family, and yeah. <laughs> you so only invite family. so many of those to the events. Well, so. that's yeah. true too. That's true too. Yeah. But I mean, I want to talk a little more about a few of your farmers too that you find so dear: uh, Jeffrey Frank and Chris and Illick of Liberty Gardens. Yeah, um, they're amazing. You, and what what do they bring into the restaurant? Almost all the produce we serve. Yeah, yeah they've really stepped into a role where they do the, the lion's share of our produce, um, and it's amazing because they farm three acres outside of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, and we're not, the, you know, the exclusive buyer of their product, but um, they're a husband and wife. They decided they wanted to be farmers. They do it in a sustainable, organic fashion, and they produce this absolutely beautiful stuff um, in a small amount of land. And, um, you know, no vast stretches of, uh, of corn and grain and, and soybeans as far as the eye can see. It's a tiny little place. Um, that really, I mean, produce some uh, really amazing yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, for us, too, I, I, the, the philosophy of the restaurant and I think of what local sustainable is all about is just how good the, the product is. Yeah. Um, I mean, the arugula know. comes in and you can <clears throat> smell it from like across the dining room. The crates come in and just like, yes. Yeah. We are eating that tonight. <laughs> July, <laughs> July in the Northeast is pretty sweet. Yeah, and it's uh, it's about as good as it gets. Yeah, but the beautiful lettuces, beautiful everything. Yep, yep, and they're good people. I mean, you know, again, at the end and, of the yeah, day, that's and that's what it comes down to. So, <laughs> it's that family yeah, thing. That family thing, and we're going to take a break on that note. What a wonderful segue to give to me, and talk a little bit more about family, about farms, and uh, the fun that's happening at Applewood. All the apps. Yeah.
Welcome back to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel. I'm here today with David and Laura Shea, chefs, owners of Applewood Restaurant in Brooklyn, New York. That's applewoodny.com. We were just recently talking about a couple of the farms slash family friends uh, of theirs that bring in the wonderful produce and bounty um, of the Northeast during these fantastic months of uh, July. Um, <laughs> and we left off at Jeffrey Frank and Kristen Illich um, about how they, you, you, I mean, quoting you, lion share of, right, right, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the greens and garniture and vegetables that come in. We have Lydia Ratcliffe from Lovejoy mm-hmm. Brook Farm in Andover, Vermont. A force with which to be reckoned. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> no, Lydia is... The, uh, is... The, what, the matriarch of... of female farming in the northeast yeah i mean in vermont i mean if anybody that's that's growing animals up uh in you know the northeast knows lydia for sure um she's a she's amazing i mean she has an exacting standard to which she demands people that work with her and her co-op um live up to and um so we'll get our pigs our goat our lamb from lydia rabbits rabbits um, yeah all all in their whole form um but She'll, I mean, Lydia's great, and she sources all of this stuff, and it's either from her farm or from nearby farms. Yep, yep. Um, but she'll try and branch out and work with other chefs, um, and we'll frequently get calls from her from, you know, some chef, some young chef in the city didn't understand <laughs> yeah. that, you know, there's not some magical lamb that's made entirely up of loin and, you know, can we take... Really? Can we have a loin lamb? <laughs> <laughs> and can, can we take... Yeah. You know, this this four quarter, can we take this thing? Can we take this other you know I thought that's what meat glue was for. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know? So so we've we've occasionally been the recipient of things we didn't yeah, need either. Yeah, just, we try and always say yes. That's just yeah. to support again, going back to supporting the farmer and doing yeah. the right thing. And unwittingly maybe have used the word matriarch, which ties back into our family <laughs> oh, thing. Uh, oh, uh, and it happened. Thank, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Bernie the pig farmer. Omlaw family farm in uh, New Hampshire. Bernie's a pig man. Yeah. yeah. He's all pig. In fact, we have a farmer dinner with Bernie in October. October. Yeah. In October, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he works with Lydia um, as well. He's part of that co-op. I mean, he uh, he drove down some animals last week for Lydia and I got to look at some of his pictures and his front yard I mean, it's, it's you know, you everywhere. talk about free range. I mean, yeah. it's pigs. It's pigs in the front yard, up, like, in his wife's flowers. <laughs> he was joking about the picture, like, oh, God, here we go. You know, um, <laughs> there's a horse strolling across the front lawn, cows. I mean, it's it, it's it's a part of life. It's yeah. a part of the whole... The, it's kind of like that movie Homeward Bound, but they are all made at home already. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all there. Yeah, they're just, they're just bound, homebound. But that's actually funny, too, because Lydia is... Um, you know the way that we get these whole animals is one of the people one of her farmers drives them down yeah. once a week and that's actually how we've met a couple Sean. subsidiary farmers yeah. like Sean Whalen and Bernie we know because of the fact that they walk in with animals yeah. thrown over their shoulders and usually when you get meats from distributors uh, from places like Dairyland etc you have a delivery guy Right. Um, you're never seeing the producer. And it comes with your seed right. folds and your yeah. canola oil. Yeah. But no, this is a guy with an animal who yeah. probably knew the animal's name or at least, you know. Yeah. But what's so inspired, too, is that you have this person mediating, Lydia, um, sending farmers in her collaborative co-op, whatever you call it. Um, and you can call it do her dirty work in a sense, you know, deliver <laughs> these things. But it's really to grow this network uh, of interested people, of, you know, like-minded 
personas. And well, I think absolutely. that just happens organically yeah. because we're all bent the same way. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> is too. I mean, it's part of, and it's something that we talk about, or I guess I talk about at at the farmer dinners, is this community that is established, and not just within Applewood, obviously, or not just within Park Slope or our neighborhood of, of customers, but extending it to growers and people that are harvesting or the people that drive the product. Um, it is all very, very connected. Yeah. And uh, we're really grateful and lucky to be a part of such a you know vibrant and excited and uh, energized community here in the Northeast. You know, um, it's it makes our jobs. I certainly makes my job as a cook uh, exceedingly easy. Yeah. Um, and you were mentioning before about you know there's sort of this movement toward more of it, which I think is great. Yeah. That there's more and more places opening up. That even if they're not doing it exactly the way we're doing it, at least they're thinking about it yeah. making making choices and they may choose to you know serve that burger that isn't grass finished but it maybe they're putting s- local arugula on it yeah. you know what i mean maybe maybe it's starting and we're yeah. seeing it more and more which and is you know, really nice what is outside of the box um in this whole local sustainable thing is that you haven't defined local as a new york state um you can't yeah. really i mean you can of course you can but there's so much yeah, and like if we could just move to Vermont tomorrow or yeah. Massachusetts, there's so many amazing people so close doing great things. Well, it's kind of like when family, you know, moves out of the house <laughs> or family moves away, you still keep connected and you want to bring them back to your house. Um, and uh, another person on the list who uh, is also a Brooklyn resident of sorts, but then goes fishing is in Alaska. Our buddy Christopher. Yes. Yeah, Christopher Nicholson. Uh, He's how, one of the best people you could ever what's meet. What's his fisher arm called again? Uh, his Iliamna. Iliamna. Uh, some of the sickest. And sickest, I mean amazing. In a good way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like, like dope or death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salmon you've ever tasted. And because he, he also is the resident winemaker at uh, yeah, Red, Red Hook. Hook. Red Hook Winery. Yep. Um, I mean, I know. I, I mean, that's life. a great. Yeah. Good, yeah, no <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great example, I think, too, of of uh, you know his salmon come from Alaska, and people we've done farmer dinners with him, and people have all you know asked, well, what what gives your you know local um, philosophy? How do you reconcile that with buying fish from this guy? Um, but you take it to the next the next place where it's well. This is Christopher. He's an amazing it's this person. Guy. Yeah, and it's Have in the Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and but and and the fish is special. Um, the way they do it is special. I mean, and the love that he has for it exactly. Is just I mean, it's third contagious. generation, yeah. fourth generation, third generation fisherman, and he he is Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, and he goes and he gets it and he brings it back to us. And and these are people you don't just want to invite into your restaurants, but your home. I mean, yeah, no, they're they're the best family. Yeah, and, and I got a voicemail actually from for Christopher in, up in Alaska. Oh, nice, um, you know, just checking in and we're, everybody we're fishing with his yeah. extended family, his cousins, his kids, his wife. Everybody's there. Yeah. Um, the family is fishing together. Yeah. So <laughs> it's 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 great. I mean, it is. It's a special thing. It really is. Yeah, um, which flows us into the apropoly named. Life as you know it documentary that uh-huh. uh, was taped a couple of years ago. Um, who who specifically was it for? Um, it was uh, we were contacted, and I still to this day can't remember why. But this woman, Christina Robbins Higgins, is a filmmaker out in California. Yeah, and somebody somehow mentioned her to us because she was entering a contest sponsored by Audi. Um, that was supposed to be a fifteen-minute documentary that sort of encapsulated a trend or a movement. 
Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was, t- you know, of that moment. And different and, filmmakers brought their different ideas. Right. And her idea was um, fam- uh, couples who have careers that they're entrenched in and then decide to start families. And rather than giving up their careers, they figure out how to incorporate their careers and their family into one sort of machine that works together. Yeah. And so we were one of the four families. Yeah. That she chose, and it was it was very sweet, and it's a nice little sort of movable photo album for us because Tatum was just just about a year, I think, yeah, and yeah, yeah. still fat and sitting around the restaurant, and or she wasn't even a year; she was like six months old, I think. I mean, but a great picture into the the life of that restaurant of Applewood and and the kids there, and like you mentioned, Michael, before, sort of. Everybody caring about Tatum and Sophie and sort of, uh, you know, Laura tells a story about seeing one of the prep cooks with Tatum sort of dancing her around. And, no, he was and, mopping with her in his ba- and on his back. Getting her to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And getting her to take a nap. And just that love <laughs> that everybody had for um, for each other. You know, I mean, it breeds, it's, it's, it's not just because they're kids. It's because it was a good place and they're good people. And um it is. It's a great extended family. Yeah. Really lucky to and be a part of it. Where could people see that uh, documentary? I, you know, it's called Life as You Know It, and I think we found it once. Her website is doubledog.com. Double Dog yeah. yeah. That's the name of her production company. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's been up there. It's I think it's still up there. So have you seen it recently? And how does it contrast? I watched it once now? <laughs> about six months ago, after not having seen it in like three years, yeah. and I was so embarrassed. Why? Because I walked around, <laughs> because I walked around for the first seven months or eight months of her life with Tatum in a sling. Yeah. In the dining room, serving food, and I was vilified widely. Yeah. For for this, mind the blogosphere. you, I mean, the blogosphere. The blogosphere. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know there were. People, I mean, were you breastfeeding while dropping the uh, plate no, off? No, no I, so. you know what? I was never doing that. <laughs> yeah. Although, not if if you look on the internet, yeah. I was breastfeeding everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but so so people either loved it or they hated it, and the people that hated it really hated yeah. it. Like you know, I don't got to dinner to see this, that kind of thing. Well, when I watched it again, I was like, oh my god, I. I can understand that now. Yeah. That was really weird. I was walking <laughs> in the dining baby. room with a baby. Who <laughs> yeah. wants that? You know. But then there were the people who came back because of it. Yeah. You know. And then to this day, quite honestly, any on any given night, somebody will say, "How's the baby?" Yeah. Like, well, she's six. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> she's, you know, uh, she's fine, but she's she's not a baby. No. No. So she's much bigger than me. Yeah, and she's yeah. en route, right? To the studio, she so is. is. She yes. is. I, I'm. I'm guessing that she's timing it just to get pizza. And yeah. To miss the possibility <laughs> of you asking her any questions. Yeah, we we're trying to air. twist uh, Tatum's arm to appear on air, but she was worried about me asking her questions of what it was like to be a baby. And she responded, <laughs> "I don't know. I don't remember? I was a baby. <laughs> what do you want from me? Where's my pizza? <laughs> yeah. So the, the pizza diva will yes. be here soon. Yes, the pizza diva <laughs> will be here soon. Um, you know what is amazing is that. Things really haven't changed that much, you know, with the idea of the restaurant, um, with the people that who, you know, have come in the restaurant and supported it, that it was pretty grounded and pretty well uh, um, established when you guys opened up. What have you had to change? What have you had to finagle uh, to make it more right, to make it more sound for the community? Or has it just been very little? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I think for ourselves to to you know we talk about sustainability in farming and in, in growing and things, but there also has to be sustainability in your life, 
Um, and sort of giving, you know, for me in the kitchen, having people like you mentioned, Guillermo and, and Freddie and people like that who um, are so dedicated and so hardworking that then I'm able to be here at, you know, at 3.30 on a, on a Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, um, just just quick segue about that. We right now, I would say, right now in this place and time, probably have the first staff I think that I can't think of a person who isn't completely committed to what we're doing yeah. I mean we've had almost that since we opened but I I think this may very well be the first time where I can't think of anyone that their first you know their first reason for being there is because they get it right. and that's that's really nice it is you we know, have talent great, great and everything staff. else yeah. aside yeah um, Amazing. I think that's very cool. All around, front of the house, back of the house, uh, everybody. Um, yeah, someone's better than family. I mean, the dishwasher. <laughs> it's know, better than my family. Yeah. <laughs> One of the dishwashers <laughs> comes in on his day off just to clean the hood. To clean the hood. Yeah. And no, I mean, I certainly never asked him. I don't believe Laura did. So he just he <laughs> just a hood. he just <laughs> he just shows up to do it because he cares that the kitchen is in good shape. Yeah. Um, and he missed a couple of weeks, and boy, was he pissed when he got back at the condition of the yeah. hood. He was just <laughs> he let like, everybody know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, if you care to see uh, a really clean hood, yeah, a really clean <laughs> hood, or see the Applewood family in action, and maybe even become, you know, part of the family, stop by in Park Slope. Uh, you're not going to miss it. Corner Seventh and Eleventh. You'll know which uh, house it is because <laughs> it is the second home to a lot of people and just wanted to thank David and Laura so much again for being on thanks for inviting um, us yeah and creating a place for people to grow and uh, enjoy themselves with right-minded food (laughs) thank you Michael you're welcome (laughs) and I want to thank our sponsor Whole Foods Market our producer Jack Inslee our engineer Nat Wiener I'm Michael Harlan Turkel you've been listening to the food scene on Heritage Radio Network we'll see you next Tuesday at 3 